Hey everybody! You are listening to the Creative BioLevs podcast, the show that introduces the basics about stem cells and their broad applications. Please contact us if you have any questions or suggestions. And don't forget to subscribe to follow the latest updates. Dear friends in the audience, you are welcome to listen to our program on time every Saturday night. Our guest today is the lovely Dr. Benjamin Smith, a renowned editor of scientific journals. Let's welcome him with your warm applause. Dr. Smith, why don't you say hello to our audience right at the beginning? Good evening, all dear followers of this podcast. Good evening, Connie. It's great to see you again. Thank you for your kind invitation. I am truly excited to be here every week. As we discussed in our last episode, the role of various factors, such as bone morphogenetic protein inhibitors and fibroblast growth factor in neural induction suggests that different mechanisms are involved in the production of neural precursors in different regions of the nervous system. Although neural progenitors may appear morphologically similar during the formation of neural plates, they already exhibit distinct differences in gene expression based on their position along both the dorsoventral and anterior-posterior neuraxis. Can you elaborate more on this perspective? Certainly. This perspective indicates that neural precursors are not generic but rather form distinct populations based on their positional information. While neuroepithelial cells form the neural plate, they are exposed to a range of signals that determine their position within the nervous system along two cardinal axes. Understanding how neuroepithelial cells acquire positional information is crucial in strategies aimed at generating progenitors capable of producing neurons suitable for specific regions of the nervous system. Which signals are involved in specifying the position of neuroepithelial cells along the anterior-posterior neuraxis? Specification of neuroepithelial cell position along the anterior-posterior neuraxis is thought to involve posteriorizing signals such as WNTS, retinoic acid, and fibroblast growth factors. These signals, in conjunction with bone morphogenetic protein inhibitors mentioned earlier, are believed to shift neuroepithelial cells from an anterior ground state to a more posterior position along the neuraxis. Additionally, for the spinal cord, gradients in fibroblast growth factor and retinoic acid signaling around neural progenitors may play a role in establishing the anterior-posterior axial position, which is closely related to the activation of gene expression in the HOX complex. How about the specification of neuroepithelial cell position along the dorsoventral axis of the spinal cord? The dorsoventral patterning of the spinal cord largely depends on signals generated by two specialized midline structures. These signals subdivide the neuroepithelial cells of the neural tube into domains with distinct developmental fates. For example, the ventral organizing center secretes sonic hedgehog, a morphogen that induces or suppresses the expression of genes in neuroepithelial cells located at different ventral positions of the spinal cord. These genes often encode homeodomain transcription factors. Consequently, the ventral neuroepithelial cells are divided into at least five distinct areas, which are further refined into non-overlapping zones through cross-repression. Motor neurons are generated from one of these zones, while the other zones give rise to various types of interneurons. 
It has been suggested that the response of neuroepithelial cells to sonic hedgehog signaling is inherently dynamic. What is the reason behind this and what is its significance? Indeed, the response of neuroepithelial cells to sonic hedgehog signaling occurs dynamically over time. This is attributed to feedback regulation within the sonic hedgehog signal transduction pathway involving changes in positive and negative components. These dynamic changes are important for establishing a robust system, allowing for reproducible gene expression patterns even if the initial sonic hedgehog gradient is less precise. Can you explain further the patterning that determines the fate of neuroepithelial cells? Perhaps with an example? Certainly. Let's take the generation of motor neurons as an example. As mentioned earlier, motor neuron progenitor domains are specified along the entire anterior-posterior length of the spinal cord through dorsoventral patterning. However, motor neurons derived from these domains can follow the anterior-posterior neuraxis and exhibit differences based on their peripheral targets. For instance, progenitors located at thoracic levels generate motor neurons that innervate body wall muscles, forming the hyaline motor columns, while those at limb levels generate motor neurons that innervate limbs, forming the lateral motor columns. It has been demonstrated that distinct column identities are specified by factors encoded by the HOX gene clusters, and the expression of each HOX gene is restricted along the anterior-posterior embryonic axis, determined by its chromosomal location. That is truly impressive. Can you provide more insights into this pattern? Certainly. This pattern is known as spatial collinearity, which is established during neural tube formation in the developing embryo. It is believed to be mediated by signaling molecules, such as fibroblast growth factors and retinoic acid. Thus, differential expression of HOX genes along the anterior-posterior axis helps establish the columnar position of developing motor neurons. Furthermore, functional studies have indicated that this differential HOX gene expression is critical for generating columnar subtypes of motor neurons. Therefore, the dorsoventral patterning of spinal cord neuroepithelial cells establishes motor neuron progenitors through a set of transcription factors. Meanwhile, patterning along the anterior-posterior axis allows these progenitors to generate motor neurons with distinct columnar fates through another set of transcription factors. If I understand correctly, in summary, the fate acquisition of neural progenitors in the spinal cord during neural induction is determined by a transcription factor code. The expression of these transcription factors in neuroepithelial cells is a result of simultaneous patterning events along the dorsoventral and anterior-posterior neuraxis. This transcription factor code is essential for generating specific spinal neurons, including motor neurons with specific columnar identities. So, how does the patterning of neuroepithelial cells precisely regulate the pattern of neuronal differentiation? The discovery of proneural proteins, which are basic helix-loop helix proteins, has shed light on this question. Proneural proteins act as molecular switches that initiate many changes occurring during the terminal differentiation of neuroepithelial cells into neurons and the specification of neuronal cell types. These proteins can activate the transcription of genes necessary for neuronal differentiation and the specification of neuronal cell types. 
The proneural genes in vertebrates were initially identified as homologs of the Akechkid class of proneural proteins found in Drosophila, which are crucial for neural differentiation. Structurally, the vertebrate proneural basic helix loop helix genes can be categorized into subfamilies such as neurogenin-like, neurod-like, and atonal-like. These subfamilies are expressed in precise spatial and temporal patterns, both in dividing neuroepithelial cells and in cells undergoing neuronal differentiation. Loss of a specific proneural gene due to targeted mutation results in the loss of a specific population of neurons, while the simultaneous loss of multiple members leads to more severe neuron loss, suggesting overlapping functions of proneural genes. Conversely, gain-of-function experiments have shown that proneural proteins are effective inducers of neuronal differentiation when ectopically expressed in neural precursors or non-neural tissues. I see. At what point do proneural proteins impact neuroepithelial cells? The function of proneural proteins comes into play during various stages of neuronal differentiation. One important function is their ability to promote cell cycle exit, which is an irreversible event that occurs as neuroepithelial cells transition into neurons. As the nuclei of neuroepithelial cells move to the lateral edge of the ventricular zone, they begin to exit the cell cycle and enter the G0 phase before emerging from the neuroepithelium. In tissue culture models or experiments with neuroepithelial cells, ectopic expression of proneural proteins can induce rapid cell cycle arrest. The mechanisms by which proneural proteins initiate this irreversible cell cycle exit are complex and may involve direct protein-protein interactions with cell cycle machinery or transcriptional changes in genes encoding cell cycle regulators, such as cyclin-dependent kinase inhibitors. During neuronal differentiation, Another function of proneural proteins is to inhibit gene expression required for estroglial or oligodendrocyte differentiation. Can you provide more details on this aspect? Certainly. Neural precursors first generate neurons and then transition to producing both glial cell types at a later stage. It is important to suppress the expression of genes required for glial differentiation in neural precursors during neurogenesis. In cultured neural stem cells, proneural proteins inhibit estroglial differentiation in neural precursors by competing for essential coactivators that are necessary for inducing the expression of glial genes. Additionally, by binding and inhibiting components of the ciliary neurotrophic factor signaling pathway, proneural proteins can interfere with the induction of glial differentiation by growth factors. Ectopic expression of proneural proteins can also inhibit the formation of oligodendrocyte precursors, which typically appear in specific regions of the neural tube after neurogenesis is mostly complete. Therefore, one of the functions of proneural proteins is to prevent cells from expressing genes required for glial differentiation while activating genes necessary for neuronal differentiation. It's fascinating how proneural proteins play such diverse roles. Is there a link between the patterning of neuroepithelial cells and the expression of proneural proteins in the dorsal spinal cord? Yes, indeed. In the dorsal spinal cord, neighboring regions of neuroepithelial cells express different members of the proneural basic helix loop helix family, resulting in the generation of distinct classes of interneurons. Experimental manipulation of the expression of different proneural proteins leads to the predicted changes in neuronal fates. 
Therefore, it is evident that promural proteins function in promoting generic neuronal differentiation and activating downstream target genes required for the specification of neuronal cell types. That's remarkable. So, what can we learn about the potential connections between neural patterning and the control of neurogenesis? The behavior of promural proteins as molecular switches that promote neuronal differentiation reveals that the regulation of their activity is crucial in determining the fate of neuroepithelial cells. When promural protein activity is sufficiently high, neuroepithelial cells exit the cell cycle and undergo peripheral neuronal differentiation. In contrast, when promural protein activity remains low, neuroepithelial cells persist as progenitors. Throughout the extensive process of neurogenesis and gliogenesis, these progenitors can give rise to later-born neurons or glial cells. Collectively, the expression and activity of basic helix-loop helix proteins aggregate multiple factors that control the fate of neuroepithelial cells. Well, that concludes our discussion for today. I have learned so much. Let's express our gratitude to Dr. Smith for sharing his valuable insights. Thank you for tuning in, and stay tuned for more fascinating topics in our next program. See you next time. Thank you. I hope to see you all next time.